Hello, welcome to the Other Swore Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Uh, it's the 40k adjacent show with these two wonderful people, the Falcon and Val Heffelfinger. Uh, hello. It's been a while. I haven't done it in a long time, but I needed to do it. 40k, not dr- not Spice Center. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show. All the spice was spicy. <laughs> Using all the buttons, all the buttons today. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Falcon, how are you? Are you well? I'm well. I'm well. I got how much sleep are I you got my today? COVID shot. I got my COVID shot no, like two what, days really? ago. Yeah. You didn't using, tell me. Yeah, using um, small town uh, chicanery, as it were. Nice. Nice. Yeah, they were like, fix someone's um, fence? we think you're important. And I was like, good. Put it in me. <laughs> hey, that's right. Like, we think you're important. You have 10 minutes to get to the pub. Because that's where we're doing the shots. And I was like, I'll be there. Wow. Uh, I, I, <clears throat> so as I told you guys, there's a uh, really fun game of find the pop-up vaccine tent in Toronto for people uh, who live in, quote, hot spots. But the thing is, there's different hotspots, and we live in a large city. And yesterday, there there's like this there's this Twitter account that I follow called Vaccine Hunter. Thanks for putting me on Twitter, by the way, Rob. You might save my life. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. You That's say you I save do. lives on Twitter, and we Vaccine Hunter is trying to save lives on Twitter. Anyway, mm-hmm. I almost was like racing to the car to drive across the city of 40 minutes to get to a um, another very hard-hit neighborhood. Uh, and then I thought to myself, well, I'm probably just stealing vaccine from someone who actually really, really needs it. And then um, there was another tweet that came out that said, don't come. They're only doing this postal code. So it was a false alarm. Mm. Oh. Just like they do oh. in most porn. Don't come. Only don't this come. postal code. <laughs> they, the the uh, vaccine rollout is, is just a series of ed- it's just like edging. We're just edging. Yep. You know, we're just getting really Not close. Right now. Really close. And then no. No, we don't have down, time to take down. a break. No we, uh, back and down. We have a Fluffer bus in Nottingham. Out of towels. We have a yeah, bus we, that's going that's a great around. Idea. And uh, I love a bus. And you can, it's called yeah, a bang can, bus, Rob. It's, it's been done. I, <laughs> it has been done. <laughs> it has been done. Peace. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Just it's, saying. Uh, yeah. It's not <laughs> special. Nottingham I mean, isn't special. <laughs> it's not in, in Guys, most ways. I just logged on to Twitch and. It says that we're a live channel that they think I might like. Oh, that's oh, nice. Cute. Oh, They're nice. wrong, though. I hate <laughs> uh, Thank you to N.A. Brooks for subscribing. Thanks, everyone, for joining us live. Thanks, everyone, for noticing I've cut my hair. Uh, it's appreciated. Uh, not really I was going to say that, and then no, I thought I to myself, no, no, he's probably been bald this whole time. I <laughs> was thinking that it was freshly baked, though. Very freshly uh, baked. I just, I just mm. needed. It cuts it. It occasionally turns into like a a, a Mario Mario haircut. It's a bit too mushroomy. So, but mm. if we do this, like we'll return to normal operating service. There we go. So it doesn't freak everyone out. It's just, uh, um, I like to, I like just to use it to let all of the bad thoughts out. That's what I do. Take the hat off, let the bad thoughts out. Put the cat back on. Keep them inside. I feel That's it. That's all I do. Yeah, yeah. You need but to Pete, wear your hat keeping... less. Go on. Sorry. So you should probably wear your hat less. <laughs> Hey. Val, how have you been? Have you been well? I think this is my second hey, how are you? But I'm gonna I'm gonna say no, great. I haven't asked you how you are. Oh, no, I'm good. I started with Ain't Pete no and then to you. Ain't no stopping us now. No time to stop. Hey, Bernie's with us today. How's it going, Bernie? Hey, Bernie. Um, hey, Bernie. 
to update everyone on April in Canada, hashtag April in Canada. Uh, today, we're going to have uh, a very special thing uh, that is it's a special April treat known as wet snow, where the snow comes down already as slush. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Just, no, yeah, those so- are good days. Those are mm. good days. Mm-hmm. I love Anywho, it. Anywho, what about you, Pete? Um, here it's. Totally I think it's going to be like plus fifteen. We're looking at today. What? Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Uh, uh, like all of the dog crap in my backyard that <laughs> I didn't touch all all winter has the layers of snow because it, we had like hundred oh, yeah. hundred and some odd centimeters of snow. So slowly it's been degrading, and the layers have revealed more and more. Um, my backyard is in fact just dog poop now. Um, and I've shoveled a lot of it, and I still haven't reached the bottom. Wow. Um, it's good times. Fucking like there's Bronx, some sort like, of economy there. Like, get the kids on some sort of, like, reverse Easter egg hunt sort of situation. Like, mm. not as fun, uh, but maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you could reward them in some way. Like, if you guys find enough nuggets, then uh, you... I mean, my yeah. daughter would do it without any excuses because she um, has realized the need to, for a strong Protestant work ethic. My <laughs> sons, however, no, they're not interested in work whatsoever without some kind of recompense. Um, small, they, small boys. They won't, yeah, they won't just do it because of uh, guilt. Okay, my, well, my grandma used to like trick me into trying to do unpaid work so that she could she could. Uh, reprimand me for not demanding pay. She uh, she always oh, yeah? she always made wow. sure that I was like demanding that I get paid for stuff. As a oh. result, I get paid to butt a lot. <laughs> My wife pays me every time to go mow the lawn, <laughs> do the dishes. Like, I live in a townhouse. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, also, that's I literally balance. am literally am on my wife's payroll for the for the record. <laughs> oh I wow. I did not know that. I didn't. Yeah, we uh, her name's on the door, man. I'm just I am a I'm a highly compensated employee. Wow. That's fantastic. That's, that must be fantastic. Cuz if there are any dramas you could be like you know you know I'm the husband. <laughs> like so Val is, <laughs> is a, essentially a house husband. I am. What kept me What is the same background? Da- Oh yeah, but, uh, one of the same things. But are you getting paid for this, Val? That's the question. Right now, but it's not I work. haven't punched in yet. I mean, maybe I'll punch in a little early. You know, yeah. get a little, get a little compensation. You know. Well, we could bring that straight up because Val's got a pitch for us. Oh no! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I told Rob not to let me forget. Yeah, uh, I am a himbo. That is correct. Um, so yeah, this last weekend. Um, uh, the oh, no. I almost said honest wargamer Kickstarter kicked off. What? Yes. All right. So it's a bad pitch so far. All right. I'll I'll get it. Okay, you got it. Rightful ruler. Rightful ruler. I don't know if you guys have seen. It's an awesome AR app. Uh, so you can find it on Kickstarter. Rightful ruler. Um, basically, it is uh, it is a system that allows you to, to to measure the table with your with your smartphone. So far, um, and uh, when I saw it, I thought to myself, Hey. I don't know how much I want to use that to play Warhammer, but I would love to use that to stream Warhammer with. And so, um, I know it's not a physical ruler, just Nikos, Nikos, whatever. Um, it is a uh, it is a desktop version of that app, so you can run it through a camera. And to me, I think that 
this gives us a lot of opportunities to do really, really fancy overlays, um, to be able to, um, I think, demonstrate a lot of the spatial stuff in 40K that you can't, or any tabletop game, really, and uh, to make the game a lot more interesting to watch. You can add a lot of um, overlays and like tags. You can have units labeled. You can bring in different layers. It's really cool. I'm hoping that everyone will chip in just a little bit so we can have this tech. It'll be available freely. So this is not going to be a paid app. It'll be done by an attribution license. So really any streamer or really any person who wants to mess around with it on their computer um, uh, can get it, which I think is amazing. So it's some, hopefully something that will raise the level of, of stream quality. And uh, I would love for you guys to support it. That is Kickstarter. Search for Rightful Ruler. You'll probably find it somewhere. I don't think it has a very good URL. That's the whole spiel. It's a good spiel. Pete, uh, tell me how you feel about the pitch. I mean, the pitch was um, absolute fucking garbage. <laughs> um, I barely stayed awake through it. Everybody, if you're not into Rightful Ruler, then you're a piece of shit. Get it. <laughs> Seriously. These people are working their asses off to make something that's going to improve the community. Are they, though? Go get it. It's it's going to improve everything. Trust me. Everyone Are they working their asses article. off though? Rob hey. doesn't think Rob doesn't think they've they've improved it very much in the last year because time I is think and a half. that Rob doesn't understand how much money it, it costs to do things. <laughs> Rob is part of some kind of communist agenda. There's all of this like, is is accurate. I'd like to yeah. point Rob out. Rob lives but, on the barter system. Yeah, he really does. Just fine. If you haven't seen Rob's apartment, like. He is the barter system. <laughs> Fucking love my place. It's so good. Wait, we, it is you bad. go through the kitchen of the Chinese. Yeah, just say hello. Uh, that, that's Andy. Just say hello. <laughs> Andy can't be his real name. Uh, it is. Uh, Ni hao. And it's like, yeah, and then we go up and then it's... it's there it's you go, really yeah. Weird. <laughs> Andy, and like, Andy is one, literally one of the names of the developers and they live in Hong Kong. So maybe they are related. And um, they too uh, barter things as they walk up the stairs to their apartment. They're like, yeah, here. Here's this stick. What can I get for it? How many? Sometimes, how many sometimes uh, I order food from downstairs. Uh, interestingly, uh, via WhatsApp, I just message Andy, say, "Hey, Andy, the one vegetarian thing that you do on your menu, please." And then he goes, "No problem." And then he messages me, and I go down and get it, which is great. Oh, that's the thing cute. is though, it's, it's suspiciously. I don't know if it is vegetarian because I was like, <laughs> oh, the first time I went in, I was like, "This, by the way, I live above through part of a Chinese restaurant." Just for people at home who don't know, like. Like they're my flatmates, and also whatever. But the uh, the the <laughs> imagine Blade Runner, but poorer. The uh, the, the when I first Less went in, yeah. When I first when I first went in, I was like, "What's vegetarian?" He was like, "There are vegetables in this," and I was like, "That isn't what I asked." And then he was like, "We can take the meat out," and I was like, "Take the meat out." I'm not really, but. Like, you gotta cook it with the meat in it, Rob, to make it taste good. <laughs> <laughs> then you take the meat out. Yeah, makes sense to true. me. That's true. The uh, I, very much like the Bush administration armed forces policy. I ask no questions. Um, uh, don't ask, don't tell is kind of my my yeah. process with ordering the food. That was them. that. That was a Clinton administration policy, for the record. Yeah, oh, come true. on, rap. Come on. So Ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. There you go. See? There how do you go. guys how do you guys feel about the revisionist history of Bush? That is an ongoing thing at the moment, right? I mean uh, uh, <laughs> We revise yeah, everything. Yeah, we revise everything. History is just history is malleable. 
like time, like money. You just I'm pretty fold sure it up. that the <laughs> Bush era it. film, um, Batman Begins, warned mm-hmm. us of the dangers of escalation. And um, that is exactly what we've seen. So the horror show that was the Bush administration now seems almost a quaint memory uh, compared to some of the silly bullshit that we deal with today. But that, is not, that does not diminish how crazy it is. Also, I will remind people that people think he's this nice guy because he paints portraits of soldiers. Um, soldiers that have all been horribly maimed in the war he sent them to. <laughs> and that, that, to me, is like a character detail of a serial killer. So, I don't know. I think it's a bit messed up. Yeah, like he shows his kids. So you life. should download Rightful Ruler. You can just download, guys. <laughs> just saying. Um, but no, the Kickstarter, to, to contribute. Kickstarter um, yeah. they're looking at, uh, they would like three million minimum pounds. of $8,000 uh, American, up to $300,000 American, depend, uh, dependent, um, to like really boost the signal and get some pretty crazy tech in there um, that I think would be worth it. Okay, yeah. I so, think... Uh, do it. So yeah, I, when I first spoke to Nils about it, I think three and a half years ago. Not sure. I'd have to check my Facebook messages to. I think accurately. it was a solid ten years ago. I think it was a solid no, ten years. It, no, it, it, honestly, I think because I remember it was it was so it was Christmas, but not this Christmas, last Christmas. So it was a year and a half. Uh, like I think it was before Christmas. Then, like around my birthday, yes. uh, I spoke to Nils, and it, very lovely, really nice guy. Big plans, big dreams. It's really fun. Um, like, and I said to him then, like I said to him now, the idea of being able to use augmented reality to overlay stuff into a game is really exciting, especially for a streaming platform. So it will be nice to see that put forward. Um, but I did say to him that, that like UI issues, like you would want something that's custom, like have a customizable UI or something mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of stuff and I've already spoken to you about this as well, Val. Like I'm mm-hmm. not a set in stone that it's going to be very, it's, it, do you know what? It, it's good. It's really, really good because it's one of those 10% details. Like, I want to add another 10% quality to my stream. This is one of those 10% setups. Like, this is an additional thing. It's like another camera. It's like um, a stats desk, although I think a stats desk is actually a, a bigger improvement ultimately, um, like kind of wholesale. But like, it, you know, one of those things for live setups. But it's exciting that you could have it there, like, and it could be something that's, that's viable. I just haven't seen it work yet. That's my major problem. Haven't seen it, like, do the thing. But I'm sure it will do the thing. There are versions of it already that exist that work very competently, right? Like, there are oh, things like that out there. No, no, the Rightful Ruler itself definitely works. It's the it's the ability to use it through a camera um, rather than on your cell phone. Rightful Ruler's worked since a year ago. It's never not worked. I think what's been clumsy about it is, it's, is, is how you actually... Um, the user interface uh, trying to use it as a ruler in a game. Very tricky, I think. They're doing stuff, by the way, to fix that. They have a, they're working on cool tech to um, be able to do automatic base recognition. So instead of having to like find the guy and then fiddle around with your phone, you can actually just point your phone at a guy and it'll it'll lock onto the base, which is pretty neat. That is unproven yet, uh, but um, they are pretty hopeful that, that will happen. This though is so that you can run Rifle Ruler through your desktop, through OBS, and whatever your camera's pointing at, you can then make measurements using a mouse and keyboard. Um, which I think open up, opens up not just stuff for broadcast, but also, um, interestingly, I think it might, might be useful for judging games, um, for enforcing rules. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, like, there was literally an article released yesterday by FLG, uh, not by <laughs> FLG, but someone for FLG that indicated that because we use measuring tape, um, cheating's okay. So this is perfect <laughs> for fixing that. I was so waiting to see what your opinion was, was on that, Pete. Well, there you, you go. There what you the... I, don't know if the t- I don't know if the tone of my voice kicked that in as to how I felt about it, but... I think I might have uh, missed this one. So I'll just kind like, of highlight I mean, for it. Oh, no, Pete, after you. Please do. 40K no, it, is inherently inaccurate? Yeah, 40K is inherently inaccurate, so sometimes we make mistakes. Cool. I get it. I'm into that. Cheating's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a jump at about the halfway mark where you have to say, Wait a hmm, minute. You had me in the first half. But. But what's going on now? What is yeah, this? Yeah, what's going on not now? Gonna lie. Not gonna Either you way. missed part of the conversation or... Or I did. So it's an inherent part of all conversations though. You like people have as I've got older, I've started to understand that one of the things that you you like people just generally don't like adhere to fundamental truths. Like they always want to fence it on a subject, for example. Uh they're willing to like advocate for a bunch of different reasons, um, which seem innocuous and sometimes just like downright like suspicious but ultimately i just think people like sometimes want to have an like people just ever like the old saying says like uh like assholes everyone has an opinion just loads mm-hmm. of them are rubbish <laughs> i don't have an asshole <laughs> yeah Pete was born without an asshole that's why he's so you know he's just <laughs> swollen um swole as they say swole. super swole i myself am very swole uh, there's a couple of things I'd like. I'd like to come back to the article and then ask you two both about the weekend uh, sure. and the, the the flames. But I would like to ask very quickly, Val, does do we know if, uh, and I'm not sure if this is in Canada yet, because you guys like obviously North America a little bit. Oh, sorry, America a little bit more advanced. We do have do you... drinking water. We do. <laughs> well, not no universal, but a lot of places do. Most places. We're there. Um, does rightful ruler work with a 1080p camera? I'm not sure if you've heard of them. We, we, uh, we, have you, (laughs) have you heard of them? All I know, bud, was I was thinking I got the 720p's and, (laughs) oh, I didn't even know it. Don't you know there's, uh, there's 1080p, eh? Wow. Listen, your eyes only have so many P's to begin with. Like, I learned this in school. There's rods mm. and cones and peas. And <laughs> like once you get past 800 peas, Can what's the difference? Even? Can you what's even the detect the difference? Can you, you tell can't. the difference between 800 peas, 900 peas? Like, my kids won't even eat peas. That's no. a lot of peas in the pod, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did you find that home? so funny, Rob? I, I was listening to the Spicy Center. I did notice that one of your key points of contention was the fact that 1080p is still used as a standard of quality, which I find interesting considering that it is no, not even is... close to the highest resolution anymore. 1080p just is. Someone's like, I'm filming. I'm like, cool. I don't ask anyone. It's in 1080p. It's just the standard. Like, I don't even ask. Someone's like, I'm filming in 4K. You're like, okay, cool. Like, that doesn't even surprise me now. That's fine. Most modern phones and also like something like a GoPro, they're all 4K and have been for a few years so to even mention 1080p <laughs> is insane like it's truly insane like like uh, that was my favorite take from the whole show 
Ooh. Ah, just, we got side railed. What was that? Yeah. 1080p. Um, we, by the oh, way, yeah. we do but the whole show. We do the, this whole show in 720. The whole thing. In general? Yeah. Seven, 720, 10 frames a second? That makes sense. 420, blaze it, baby. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah. yeah maybe that's my privilege thank you everyone maybe that's my privilege and i didn't yeah. really recognize i know i'm a lot of a rural america uh which is where i think they play 40k based on obviously uh the lists the language and also the behavior um is probably one of the reasons that uh they might be impressed by 1080p like foreign people uh not less impressed <laughs> just more kind of like shocked uh 1080p and people from somewhere else but yeah uh, it just made me laugh. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad about that. I guess really the TJ Lanigan thing is the thing, is it not? Oh, sorry, we don't name sure. the guy. He I didn't, didn't kill anybody. Name him. Pardon me. I also uh, well, I did a I did a really uh, good well. I think I I enjoyed the conversation with uh, the war mistress Tanya, and we didn't name him on that show. Is it a bad thing to name someone for doing something? I don't think it's a bad thing, but you can go find it if you want. Oh, okay. I, I use a All fake right. name on the internet just in case I get busted uh, lying about dice rolls. Yeah, I mean it's his fault for not using a fake name, really. <laughs> uh, uh, do you guys? Uh, you both? Uh, do you want to do a quick recap? You did a whole video with with Tanya about it. Um, I did. The War Mistress. Um, do you have a TLDR of kind of your points, or like obviously go watch it, of course, if you want to hear uh, the deep dive. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, I feel like I've. Uh, this all just sort of comes out of me. He did two videos, by the way. He did. This. I know a prequel and two. a post. There's, <laughs> yeah. the, one was actually... prescient. The other one was okay. What I meant to say was. <laughs> there's a lot What's of a uh, like lot of. I don't know if you guys have seen the Reddit article about that Val uh, uh, as part of the 40k Stat Center and obviously uh, a huge part of uh, FLG and of course uh, a Warhammer Community article uh, developer. A lot of people were saying that you uh, you maybe knew something was up. There was some sort of whispers on the grapevine, some behind the scenes, uh, big long Reddit thread about it that you some oh. uh, that you might have known that this was going to happen. Did you uh, were you aware of that? Is this can we? I don't want to gotcha you, but I'm just asking. Did you? Could you have the known? truth? The truth is, I used rifle ruler to digitally put that piece of terrain on the table. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. We changed the numbers on the dice. This was all a conspiracy to bring mm-hmm. down LT Blanigan. Well, you couldn't have done that had it not been in 1080p. That's the key. Point, right? <laughs> that was the key. It's the fidelity. That gets you. <laughs> I mean, like, to be fair, when it got Pretty uploaded far. to YouTube, so many people thought that nothing happened and that this was being blown out of proportion because they were watching it in, like, 480p on YouTube. And they were like, I don't know how anybody sees any problem whatsoever. Like, there was many articles in that direction and Facebook messages I've seen. Um calling it a witch hunt and that nothing happened and nothing, nothing to see here. And then you watch it in the 1080p and you're like, Oh, Oh, them oh, pips, they, them pips show. They're, they're real. Uh, Pete, have you made uh, any public statement about this or like, like, cause I know no. that you recorded a chapter tactics and like, do you want to talk about it? Like, is it something? I mean, whatever. It's... Sure. Yeah. It's shitty. What he mm. did was shitty. Mm. Um, it's real bad in my opinion, for the community to have someone of that um, perceived caliber. Um, you know what? Like, the I've, at the I've time. watched him play games. He yeah. has the caliber to do this without cheating. 
Um, he is actually good at this game. Um, so that's what makes it worse. But like, like, I hate saying that because like, it's just shit in general. It's a, it's a garbage thing. Um, I think it was handled very well after the fact. Agreed. Um, by FLG, by the TO to a degree. Um, I see where the, like the TO at first was a little, I want to say it was a little soft handed, uh, what they were, what they initially posted they were going to do. Um, I understand to a degree why that is. Um, the TO is friends with TJ. Um, like TJ stays at his house when he has events. Um, like there's a whole thing there. Um, but like the whole Northeast circuit was like suspend him for a month, which is nothing, particularly in a pandemic. There might be one RTT in that whole period. Um, give him an automatic yellow for his next event. Um, and they weren't even going to take away his ITC points, although that was because they didn't. They asked no, they for them. So yeah, once they asked for them could, to be removed. They were like, they did. They didn't at first. They just didn't think you could. And then, oh, okay. And then, um, someone from FLG was like, you know, we can just remove the points. And he said, yes, please. Then let's do that. And they started this whole conversation. Um, I mean, good has come of it. I think in that we're now starting to see different um, circuits creating their own tracking systems, which is something that has been kind of fought for for a while. Uh, so could you explain tracking system to me and then Val, could you give me your, your feelings on it? Well, tracking system is just like to track cards. So people know like when people have gotten yellow cards for different things so that TOs will know and they can track these things in the future. Um, I think it's just like a step that, that would need to be started given we do have certain actors that perpetuate this and now you'll know, um, it has to be done in a um there has to, there is it has to be done in a very like specific manner i think in order for it to not get abused but i don't think it will be um but yeah it started a lot of conversations again that are less um less divisive than they used to be it used to be this was something that just caused a big fight immediately and it's not happening anymore yeah, so like, like a positive Go on, what uh, what I would say is that um, when so this is something that Pablo Martinez put me onto, and I use the same way of pronouncing his name uh, on that other show. But this is something I think that is very key. When Magic the Gathering started, and they decided to start having tournaments, the first thing they did was figure out how to play the game in a tournament. The first thing they did was like create a system to train judges, um, because they knew that the second you have people in a competitive environment, they're going to try and screw everybody. And Warhammer still has not come around to this fact. We have this sort of idea that somehow we're better people and that like we're not going to be doing shady shit when in every scenario that humans exist in, we do greedy, nearsighted things. So mm -hmm. I think whenever this conversation comes up, there's a lot of righteousness that happens around it. There's a lot of, <gasps> how could this happen? Well, obviously it happened. We don't have any controls. We don't have, I mean, we did have one in this case, which was, 1080p um we don't have we refuse the idea of doing things that will stop bullshit from happening so we refuse like if we were to say right now put a dice tray on every table 50 50 60 percent of the playing population be like oh, we can't do that that changes the game when we said let's bring in chess clocks do you know what a nightmare of an argument that was it was yep. nonsense so and now we have tos who are feeling desperate who, because there's no overarching uh, like 
organization of, of tournament organizers that is a real organization, ITC being what it is. It is really an association. Um, so now we're going to have a bunch of different circuits that will have a bunch of different ideas of what a fair penalty is. So you could probably go to Texas, and if you fart in the wrong place, you're going to get red carded and, oh, and yeah, electrocuted to death. Um, you know, that's and then meanwhile in the Northeast where they love criminals, um, you know, you're going to get high five. So like that's what's going to start happening. I don't know that that's any better, and I am clearly ranting because this really just frustrates me because you know, simultaneously we'll have people who say we take the game too seriously. Everyone needs to chill out, chill out. And at the other end of the spectrum, you have people who say that T.J. Lanigan should die because he uh, rolled some dice behind some terrain and obviously did shitty things on camera. So it all just makes me sad and upset, and we can fix this with just some friggin' coordination, some very basic floor rules, and you know, people who are willing to dedicate a little bit of time to actually watch and enforce rules. Thank you. I am Val Heffelfinger. <laughs> Pete, you got any follow-up to what Val said there? I just think we need baby steps at this point. The problem we've had is that everything has been a fight, so if we can get them to even do the basics, let, let's get that to happen. You know, Adam Solis tried to start a judge circuit last year, year before, um, and uh, basically got shot down, right? He was like, hey, like the LVO judges can do a whole thing where we teach, like get a certification going um, if you guys want, but it kind of just got tossed away like almost immediately um i think that's in the books again i wouldn't be surprised if we see that kind of come up as another option um in the future um but we just have to get like used to punishing people and not like not make it the worst thing that's ever happened like we should just be able to say like here's your yellow card i don't give a shit and you shouldn't give a shit just to stop doing it whatever you did, right? Even if it's a mistake. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah, oh, fuck. I rolled the dice on the wrong side. Oh, there's my yellow card. Or call on, like, like if, if everyone's like, we don't have judges, we can't possibly have rules. Yeah, you can. You can have player-called penalties. You can have a player say, oh, you rolled outside of the box. Um, you know, you, you, forgo that, you, you forgo that round of shooting. Whatever it is. But it would require people playing the game differently, accepting that that's the way that we're going to clean it up. But if people if people will not accept the fact that this game is very fungible, and in a fungible game we're gonna get people who fungge things, nothing is ever gonna fucking change. And so like I blame so I'm upset at community in general, CEOs, everybody's a part of this problem, not just people like TJ. Okay, uh, follow-up question. Uh, there's some nice things being said in the chat here, uh, so I'm going to read out what everyone's saying. Uh, Gorka Morka uh, has uh, compared it to Magic the Gathering, the infamous cheater Alex Bertosini. Um mm -hmm. uh, He got caught doing uh, some underhand stuff with cards and got a lifetime ban. It was only thanks to videoing in. Uh, Neil Kerr is talking with Mr. Jim Vessel on Duplicity Paints, um, uh, having spoken to TJ um, uh, on the phone. Uh, and about redemption arcs because we've had famous people before in fact Val, Pete, when I was over at Capital City Bloodbath both of you actually uh, brought up a, a character who we had playing at the event um, who you said that it might cause some consternation the fact that he was even playing and we might see yep. something on the stream but both of you and Tom Layton and me and Nick have had this conversation on the show uh, several times at least enough that I don't even need to reiterate my point um, uh, about redemption and obviously we or at least I, you two uh, believe, are people who believe that um, people should be allowed uh, to try to be better people, like you know, you do your crime, you do your time, 
and we rehabilitate you. We don't say you're punishable. We're putting you in the gulag. Instead, we say, what's wrong with you that you need to do this? Like there's something wrong with TJ. Like, and I guess that's going to be my follow up question in a moment. There's something wrong with him that he felt he needed to do that. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the thing. There's something wrong there. And really, can that be rehabilitated out of him? That's the kind of key point that we need to look at. Um, go on, Pete. Sure. I mean, like, there's when it comes to 40K cheating, we've had some very, like, um, like there are names that people just know. And the longer you've played this game, you know them, uh, the more you know. Um, but, like, they are few and far between, but also, like, very few of them either ever got the chance to fix themselves um, or bothered to. Um, I think a prime example, probably the only one I can think of off the top of my head that didn't just like disappear from the community after it happened more than once um, was Kenny Boucher from um, the Long War podcast and Spiky Bits. Um, he was caught in a in a, a very wacky cheating scandal some, like, what, seven, eight years ago. Um, involving uh, dice without pips and shenanigans. And, um, like, that's probably the one kind of, like, redemption story I know of where he's never had an issue since. Um, He's kind of become um, this wacky guy, but at least a guy that seems like a stand-up fellow in the community. I've only ever had good conversations with him and seeing him in events. Every opponent I've ever talked to has been like, yeah, he was super awesome. Um, smokes like vapes way too much um, and mm-hmm. wants and wants to high five me a little too much, but otherwise is just like a great guy. Um, so like it, it does exist. It's there. Sick juggalo pants and the juggalo pants. Yeah, which I didn't even know you could buy post uh, nineteen ninety eight. But hey, they juggalos are still, still around. Juggalo, juggalos represent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like so it it is possible. But we've also had a lot of people that like tried and failed for one reason or another, whether it was because the, the community wouldn't let them um, or because they themselves couldn't let themselves. Like they had to, they had to keep pushing that limit. Also, it's just to like highlight something here, guys. Um, like, sorry, I'm responding to the chat, by the way, Pete. Yes, he has come back. But how long ago was that? The, the fake dice incident? Six, seven, seven, eight years ago. I can't remember now. It was long, a long ass time. time. Like, but I mean, he, like, it's not like he didn't come back a year ago. Like he's, it's been a while. Like that he's been. I, I would think it's harder to come back now than it would have been then, because I think there's just less people around that would have been associating him with that. But I don't know. I also love how like Rob on on Spiky Bits also always seems to brag that he was a cheater because he had a list error once at ATC. Yeah. And an H Sigma. Like two years ago. <laughs> And he forfeited his points. Yeah, but I think he's clearly humble bragging about forfeiting his points. But um, such as any, neither here nor there. Um, yeah, I, the other thing just about penalties can't be the only thing to me. Um, uh, on because I'm just responding to a person in the chat like um, we need to have um, him made an example of, and I just like to say that like there is. There, there is no threat of a penalty that will stop people 100% from doing things. There are okay, places so, in this world where so like f- people are literally put to death for doing crimes, and it doesn't stop people from doing things. So like that's part of it, but it's not the only thing. 
So yeah, one of my uh, one of my questions for you both is how much do you think the ecosystem is to blame for the situation? I would say that people just cheat against their mates at the local pub. So I just like yes. to clarify that um, I'd like to I'd like to be clear that I think uh, that the ecosystem question I'm about to follow up with is probably null and void anyway. But I'll ask it for the time and the clicks, uh, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> and there's hey, obviously you said it. yeah, everyone in North America. Uh, specifically, but around the world, obviously, Australia, Spain uh, has a, obviously a burgeoning uh, online community. Um, there is the professionalization, in qu- air quotation marks, of 40k. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I'd like to be really clear about that. However, it's built on the architecture of a very fundamentally non-professional outfit. And I'm going to be really crystal yes. clear in my points about this. FLG is a company looking to make as much money as possible. That's really clear. So what they do is they put as many events on as large as possible to make as much money as possible instead of going the other way and putting the most effective event on where they cover all the bases. So what I mean by that is it's very much like the companies. And by the, I'm, this is an extreme example, so I'm not equating the two before anyone decides to kick off. When companies produce cars, for instance, that kill people or blow up or set on fire, they obviously are like, okay, what's more, what's going to cost us more? The payout or that like recalling the stuff in this situation is what's more of an effort. Do we spend money on making sure that these people, um, like we have judges and we have a system or a place where we can maintain and properly do it. Have we created an economy for ourselves where we can do it well, or have we created a system and an environment where it doesn't really matter and we don't really care about the efficacy or in fact the integrity of the game. And it feels like ITC and the ITC events to a whole have been that. Maybe they've made strides towards that, but there's been consistent examples of that and even poor decision-making at things like the LVO. So they seem to be not a thing. Um, So I would say that put into that system, go on Val, let's hear you uh, put on your shiny armor and ride your horse to the, the situation. So, yeah, what do you think? And, and that's not a criticism of it. I just think that they should put some resources into producing a better effect. All of that was a criticism, and I get it. That's cool. Um, however, contextualization. They are, they are, aside from maybe the ETC, uh, which up until recently was a shadowy country club for elite Warhammer players, um, was uh, the only outfit actually attempting to codify in any way uh, rules for playing this game fairly. They're the only people who have published uh, floor rules, aside from the, the WTC. Um, and actually, their floor rules are much more detailed and granular than the WTC's ones. Neil Kerr, I think he's in the chat, allows a lot more, um, I would say, leeway. And and they have referees rather than judges. I think that is a, a, a very important philosophical difference. But Frontline Gaming has evolved, I think, over time, specifically following the Tony getting Tony incident, uh, a system of trying to actually have standards. What they can't do is tell anyone what to do. Um, and that's something that it's, it's not because they necessarily don't want to. It's that whenever they do, this community freaks the fuck out. They used to have friggin' votes about things, about how they wanted to change the game to make it better, a better experience for people to play. No one is more self-interested in having a friendly, welcoming environment than someone who's running large-scale events. They, every single one of these scandals is a risk to them. Like You have to think of it that way. So I, think that's, I think that's fairly unfair. I think there's a bigger elephant in the room, which is the actual company that makes the game that could set some standards and say, here's how we're going to enforce the game. Here are some floor rules. How, here's how to play the game fairly. Would love to see that. 
Frontline Gaming will continue, I'm sure, to evolve how they judge in ref games. Um, but, like, they have, what, 10 paid refs? Or, sorry, judges at, at the LVO? Pete, how big is the, the, the judge team? It's big. It's, I don't think it's 10. I think it becomes 10 as people kind of volunteer uh, um, as the, the event goes on. I believe it starts with, what, seven guys? Okay, so how about that? Adam, okay. John, yeah. Dan, Matt, Mitch, um, Tom, uh, Chris. Yeah, it's six or seven, I believe, to start, and then they just kind of add more as the day progresses. There's others that kind of jump in and help as time goes on, like Jason Horn uh, last year. Um, and they all kind of become this like bigger and bigger judge team. Um, like at least particularly for LVO, I mean, SoCal and BAO don't have a bunch of judges, right? They basically just have like Reese and Frankie, um, doing the rounds. Um, although that'll probably change as things go by. Um, I'm not sure what they're doing for ACO. Um, Pablo also kind of judges cause he works there type thing. So, um, it's, I wish that I didn't get two hours sleep when I did the show because sometimes I have things I really want to say, but I'm not going to be able to articulate them properly. I There's definitely an issue with the organization of how of like this kind of control when it comes to competitive 40K. I don't think it's explicitly an FLG thing. I do think they try their hardest at LVO. They probably could try harder at other events. Um I think they will try harder because if you've ever talked or seen Reese dealing with any kind of even perceived cheating, um, it is like a mark on his soul. He, oh, yeah. he like he becomes enraged immediately. Like you have to give him a minute, even if like there's no proof. Like if there's just like, hey, this thing happened, like you can tell there's a minute where he's about to body slam everyone within five feet of him <laughs> because like it's very important to him financially but it's also just like a big thing uh, for him yeah um, I, was, I would say the financial thing having met him and spent several days with him um and also had him dancing in my nightclub which is truly the true test for me it's a litmus yeah. test uh if someone <laughs> like i i can i spend i've spent thousands of hours of my life right now watching drunk people dance i pretty much tell you i could tell the quality of a human soul by watching him in my nightclub uh and i think reese is a stand-up <laughs> human being i'll say that like out and out yeah. again um, and so, yeah, I would say that the money thing, I don't think would be the first, the first point. No, but it is mind. a thing. And I know he thinks about it, but I mean, like I, I can go back to BAO, like BAO, like two, well, yeah, probably two, what, three years ago now, um, when Richard Siegler drew Ruben Fernandez, like 37, 37, one of the highest possible draws you could even get in a game at the time. Um, and they were both on the same team and, uh, Reese had never really heard of either of them and he lost his goddamn mind. Like he was, he, he walked up to me and he's like, how many people have had this high of a draw before? Um, which I happen to know be not because I'm a robot, but because someone had also asked me the same question, like the day before about somebody else. Um, and he was livid. He was like, this is it. This is the end. Like Frankie had to go over and be like, Hey, let's relax. Let's not ban them from the game forever over this until we see what happened. Like this, it is very possible for this to be a thing. Right. But like, that's just how he is because he's very passionate about the game. He's very passionate about, about these kind of things. And like, it, it is not no shock to me that like, he was the one that was like, Hey, if, if we can, I would like to put these extra, um, uh, like impacts into play, um, for this particular instance, because we have hard proof. Like, um, it's, 
Yeah. I think that there's some other things that people are talking about that, um, like when it comes to the professionalization of this game that also don't have merit, but should be brought up. Like the fact that TJ and others make money playing this game. Now there is a, a reason like, so there is a financial reason for them to win tournaments and do well so that they can keep up their clientele. And I think like that, like there is a definite like correlation there that you can make quite easily. Like, yeah, people will cheat to make money. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, I just don't think that's what's actually happening um, in this case or in others. I think judging by what happened, what you see on stream, this is just a personality trait that's come through. Um, you can want to win and think you're going to win and think you're just better um, than a particular army or another player, and that can cause you to want to do these things. Um, it's just whether or not you you follow up and actually do them. I can tell you this happened to me for no reason. Like 12, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, I was playing a game against a guy. I thought he was a terrible person. Um, I was not having a good time. I had a way better army than him. And he threw like five, uh, three flamers into a riptide and did like eight wounds. And I rolled five ones. Wouldn't have killed it. But I was like, no, there's no way. I rolled five ones. He didn't see, so I picked up four dice, and I was like, I take four wounds. And then immediately I felt so bad I told him. I was like, no, never mind, it was five. But, like, there was a minute there where I could have just easily been like, no. And this was not for money. I was I wouldn't have won anything for doing it. But there's, like, a part of your brain that goes there. Like, odds don't do this. You're not a good player. Why did this happen? Um, so I can see how someone who, like, takes that step and doesn't, like, maybe doesn't feel as bad or doesn't have that guilt can just keep doing it. And then it becomes rote and you don't even realize it. And you're just like, I'm doing it now. This is my life um, because these are the odds. Like, you shouldn't kill a Plague Burst Crawler with a Smash Gun, right? Like, this just shouldn't have happened. So mm -hmm. it didn't, right? Um, anyway, like, there's there's more there, like you said, from a... Like from a like a, some kind of deeply personal level, um, then there is this is because of money. Like there's a lot more about pride and stuff. I think that that caused that. I agree with both uh, Val's uh, kind of assessment and also yours, Pete, uh, uh, which is why I contextualize it so you could bring bring up those points. Uh, and thanks for already bringing up the money one. Yes, sir. I realize also that sometimes when I get excited, it seems like I'm yelling at you when really you're just throwing meat to a uh, hungry wolf sometimes. So I just want you to know that I, don't, I wasn't mad at you. But I do find, <laughs> I the, I, I do find the situation fine. incredibly frustrating sometimes. And Pete, that was much more reasoned response. Yeah, agreed. I would say that um, one of the things that uh, is quintessential, and we've talked about this before, me, Nick, and Tom, uh, very much so, is that really uh, we're in a hobby as opposed to um uh a sport like or it's 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 spoken about as a hobby and and protestized as about a hobby um but then played as a sport and like i think that's one of the things that always personally uh was problematic for me um uh like I, like uh, there was a significant difference for instance when i was doing martial arts when i was sparring or i was at a tournament like those were very <laughs> different worlds they were yes. there were there were different rules um uh but like uh, events are very often pitched like they're a sparring session they're just hanging out having fun drinking some beers um like and 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 i think that there's a there's a lot of stuff which i think has been the culture of what this could be of what this could be 
of what it is now and what it could be requires some leadership. And I think uh, throwing FLG under the bus uh, or WTC even, or even Zach from the LGT, like you can pick a bunch of people mm-hmm. who've made decisions for events. Uh, that guy sure. with that terrain the other week. Really, it's on the company. Now, I know, Val, you've said that I've been on an anti-company hype for a long time, but they're a terrible company. They produce <laughs> a game which we all play. They do. They do. And I'm going to be crystal clear about this again. We play a game which is brilliant in a community that, which is great. And instead of putting the resources they make from their game into producing something that's better and fairer for us to play, they don't do that. And that is where the buck should land, in my they opinion. They definitely don't, if we're they definitely don't the bucket, do it enough. If we're putting the buck anywhere. So, yeah, the buck, ultimately, that is probably where the buck stops. But I think, actually, you hit on something that is true about the unfortunate capitalist incentive when you when you brought up the idea of, of larger events. I don't think it's that they don't want to enforce rules, but there is resistance into streaming people now. So I think that's another problem we have is that we have, like, this mat, like what you just said, like, the, some people are there to just spar and some people are there to rip people's throats out. And people can, by the way, rip people's throats out in a very sporting manner, in a very, like, like people at the end of MMA fights covered in blood with their teeth missing will hug each other and, like, be really, like, affectionate towards one another. You know, you can compete super hard and not hate the other person. So that's possible. But it does take a certain kind of person. And it takes a certain kind of culture. And I think there is kind of a an interesting jocks versus nerds dichotomy a little bit in Warhammer, interestingly enough, where I think there are people who have like either a like actual competitive sports games mindset, and there are people who have the hobby mindset. And we are always putting them in the same arena. And I think mm-hmm. that's a bit of a problem. But the thing that I think happens when I bring this up in different venues and places is there is a fear that if you try and separate those streams, that the hobbyist, who is a hobbyist, thinks they might be a competitor. And if mm-hmm. they don't feel like they're in the number one arena, they won't come. And I think that's the fear about... So if you raise the standards to the, the level that is required to, to have a fair competitive environment, which we don't have right now, the, the fear is that you turn off the people um, who are really just there to have a good time but think they might be able to win. You know what I mean? And I that, that, I think, is if there's an, if there's an insidious uh, motiv- motivator or at least something that restricts our ability to really respond to this properly, I think it might be that. And so how you manage that, I have some ideas. Namely, I feel like you can run two. T- I think you can run a single A and a double A tournament at the same event. Like, if you've got 1,000 people in the pool... Like, this is why WTC was able to crack down like they were. Because everyone there is fucking serious, right? Like, everyone's going, no one's going there just to hide. Like, everyone's going there to have a good time, for sure. But they're also going there to seriously try and win or to seriously try and play games, right? And they know that. So they were able to enforce a level and a standard that's much higher than others. Now, not. In any way, I'm no no way surprising. Uh, like, because Val, I think you already mentioned before that J.P. Morgan had approached you to break off and create a separate super league for uh, that's correct for 40k. That's, that's already LGT, a thing. The LVO, uh, not Adepticon. Uh, they'll be Baron Munich. <laughs> uh, they're they're going to stay behind uh, Nova. Yeah, we're all we're taking them all, and we're starting a super league. Yeah, and we're going to make four hundred dollars. <laughs> that's what we're going to make. We're going to make four hundred. Yeah. Beyblades, though we're not going, we're we're kind of right. t- taking a turn off of 40k. Beyblades much easier to judge, smaller arena, quicker Sponsored games. Sponsored by Dixels.com. 
Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know, I think, Val, you have to go. So, uh, like, we'll, we'll um, go on. Both you and my wife just went. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that. I'll just I'll just follow up quickly because I'd like to say this. Uh, I think that there are loads of positive ways that this can change and improve. It's not a persistent yeah. problem. It's not a very common problem, or it is a persistent problem. But there are community leaders and also ways we can culturally change it up. In my opinion, I don't think it's bad. I think actually what we're going through right now is actually the the teething problems of us yes. learning how to do it. Because previously it was an unlicensed fuckfest. Uh, and now we're just like, look, you look, you need to get a vaccination before you get involved. Throw a condom on, and we need to fucking behave. Yeah, like, yeah. like let's oil each other up and have some fun. So I think that there are ways. I think there are loads of ways we can talk about it on another show. But I think there are loads of positive ways. Pete and Val, would you say that it's not a systemic problem and it is a thing that can change and be better? Do you think? Well, I would say it is a systemic problem. And then the the thing you're saying is, well, it's okay. We can change the system. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's. I think that's perfectly legitimate comment. I think that is accurate. Yep. Uh, and I think people have to realize that, like, we will either we'll we'll screw this thing up if we don't do something. And I think that's when 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 it gets that serious, where it's like, oh shit, if we don't react to this, like, people are just going to stop going. That's when change happens, right? Like, mm-hmm. until then, you're complacent, right? Like, that's that's how you, that's how we do things, right? It's just you get to a point of comfort, and then once that comfortability is actually threatened, then you do something. So maybe we're there again. What about you, Pete? No, oh, I think that that nails it. That nails it a hundred percent. We need to change our culture when it comes to this. We need, and we need to re like we need to reevaluate the system. Um, there's often at events this kind of uh, move to well, if you have an issue, just call a judge. It doesn't matter how many judges there are, just call one. Um, and then, and if you had just called a judge, there wouldn't be any problem. But the people's personalities when it comes to this game, as we've already mentioned, like so many people see it as just a hobby or they, they don't have the, like the assertive power to be like, yeah, I can just call a judge for something like this. Um, it, it, this, like, that's not something we can just fix. So we have to fix like the, the top down. We can't go bottom up. We can't be like, just call more judges. Yeah. We have to be like, here's how we make it easier for a judge to just be there anyway. Um, or referee, or whatever the fuck, and, and move from there. So, oh, or create a venue where you can film every single table. Uh, that's yeah. Uh, oh no, that's, 1984. <laughs> oh no, that's right, Rob. Baby. You've become the enemy. Apparently, I always am. Somehow, even though trying to arbiter like all sorts of conversations, I'm always the bad apple in the room and i love it so hello everyone welcome uh, and thank you for being on the honest wargamer the whole thing uh, thanks to pete and val you're both wonderful people uh, if you've enjoyed the it's conversation obviously uh, you could like and subscribe join patreon and all that other jazz uh, and if you haven't then whatever like don't care um but you're all brilliant people look after yourselves thanks for tuning in you mm-hmm. guys got any shout outs before we head out today yeah i'd like to shout out um angela lansbury she's still rocking it hard Thanks, Angela, for everything you've done. Did you uh, both hear the news that there's a Downton Abbey 2 movie? Is Angela Lansbury in it? Because if not, <laughs> fuck off. I'm not sure if she's in it, but have you two not, have you two not heard that yet? I mean, I, I will definitely me. turn it on and not watch it, um, but listen to the British voices because that's what I do. All right, good. All right, loads of love to both of you. Twitch chat, loads so of much. love. Look after yourself. Thank you so Bye-bye. much for listening.